Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another day of the Conservative Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday. Welcome back, everyone. Still no Joe today. Not feeling well, so he's out. So today we're going to probably go for an hour, maybe a little bit longer than an hour. We'll see. Um, We got two stories to talk about today. The first is John Kerry's treason. And the second one is Kamala Harris's graft. Graft is self-dealing. Using your official power to line your own pockets that part's going to be a little bit short because the fact checkers are already out on that they're already out and proclaiming that kamala harris did absolutely nothing wrong and that it was a mistake that the children's book that she gets paid royalties for was given to migrant children in detention centers and that it was only one it was not the multiples As previously reported, it was just one, one single children's book, and it was a mistake. So I guess, I guess we could start with that one. Kamala Harris has a children's book. It is superheroes are everywhere. Yeah, not, not a very good book by any means, um, but it is a book that she wrote. She got paid handsomely for her book. She did this in a multi-book deal. We can go ahead and put up my screen. A multi-book deal where she wrote her memoir, a children's edition of her memoir, and then this, where Kamala Harris got paid over five hundred grand in an advance, plus royalties every time one of those books are sold. So news kind of broke in the last couple of days that Kamala Harris's book was being given to migrant children, and that it was being included in a welcome pack that was given out at the Child Migrant Detention Center. We can go ahead and put up my screen again. Here's the picture that was going viral. It was a picture of the welcome pack as laid out for press, showing that the migrant kids were getting crest toothpaste, no free ads, just toothpaste, different hygiene products, a nice backpack, and then a book written by Kamala Harris. Superheroes are everywhere so the questions that immediately emerged were how many of these books were handed out who paid for the books and who approved the books so now the media the leftist media and the fact checkers are claiming that it was only one that this picture right here was the only book added to any of the welcome packs that all the other welcome packs didn't get one okay okay interesting interesting that that's what you're going to go with okay just the one who paid for it we're being told that it was that it was some other organization that paid for it, but they do get federal funds, so it's a little bit messy with that. And who approved it? We still don't know that. So this is one of those interesting stories that because it broke so early, it gave the Biden administration an opportunity to roll it back and for the fact checkers to come in and provide political cover. No one actually believes that there was only one book in one welcome pack. 
This is the picture that was presented for the media so you could see exactly what the welcome packs contained. It's nice all laid out, all nice. <laughs> Kamala Harris's book. It's interesting. People saying it's a pamphlet, not a book. No, it's a book. It might, it might, it might be a glorified pamphlet, but she doesn't get paid. And this is why the question of did taxpayer money go into that, that's where I think that this is missing the point. Because even if taxpayer money goes into it, Kamala Harris gets paid royalties on each book purchased. So even if the government isn't the one buying the book, even if it's a private organization, some charitable organization, they're still buying the book. She's still getting royalties. So this to me reeks of graft. It, it, it absolutely reeks of graft. And this is one, this sounds to me like one of those situations where if this wasn't all brought to light, it would have gone much farther. They're saying, oh, this was the only book bag that had Kamala Harris's book in it. Well, I, I, I can very, I am very confident in saying that if the New York Post and Fox News hadn't ran with the story, every book bag would have had these. And more likely true, every book bag had one of these. And after the story broke, they were all removed. <laughs> but you know, Kamala Harris gets a royalty, which th this is, lots of people don't understand this. This is how politicians make their money. You, you wonder, how do politicians arrive in D.C., not poor, but middle class, maybe upper middle class, and leave as millionaires? Book deals are one of the ways that they do it. They sign these lucrative book deals, and they get paid large advances, large, large advances, 100, 200, 300. Kamala Harris's three book deal was over 500 grand. Money just paid to her. Liquid money as an advance. Then they get royalties. Now, the royalties aren't really a big deal because no one buys the books. It's the worst kept secret in Washington, D.C. When you write a political memoir, a book, unless you're Barack Obama, oh, hope and change, hope and change, unless you're one of those where it becomes like a, a whole pop culture kind of thing, no one reads the books right? You, you look at Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden went on this big book tour. It didn't even break like the top 50 books in America, political books in America. It bombed, right? Almost all of these books bomb and they're expected to bomb. The publishing houses though, are more than happy to pay politicians to write a book that no one is going to buy. So it's one of those things that it can't just be for dollars and cents. It can't just be for profits. Because no company would just pay out money to something they to, for, to someone when they know they're not going to actually sell any books. There's obviously something else at work there. And it reminds me of the speaking fees. Remember Hillary Clinton's speaking fees? Oh, she's going around making us all believe that she's going into Wall Street and Wall Street will pay her handsomely because they really want to know what she's thinking. Oh, they're greasing people's pockets. They're greasing her pockets. It's the same deal with the books. No one buys the books. And yeah, the Republicans do this too. When you see a Republican book, it's on the New York Times bestseller list. Do you know how it usually gets there? It gets there by the, the RNC, the Republican Party, buying hundreds of thousands of the books. So the RNC will buy the book to, to basically put that book in the rankings to help out the politician. The whole thing's a sham. The whole thing's a scam. Um, but Kamala Harris gets paid anyway. Kamala Harris got paid 50, 500,000 for the three books, over 500,000 for the three books and royalties for every book sold. So even one book, technically, even one book included in one migrant welcome pack, Kamala Harris got a cut of that. And we live in a world where Donald Trump 
operating a hotel and charging market rates for hotel rooms is considered a violation of the Monuments Clause. Remember, Democrats want him impeached because foreign dignitaries could hypothetically stay at his hotel. They didn't even have the cases. They said they could hypothetically stay at that hotel and it could hypothetically make its way into Donald Trump's pocket without any proof it happened. They, they brought that case all the way into the courts for emoluments violations. It ended up being thrown out because it's moot because Trump's not in office anymore. But they were trying to get him removed from office for having a hotel. Well, where's the outrage that politicians can write these book deals? Where's the outrage that Kamala Harris's book was apparently included in at least one migrant welcome pack and then photographed for good measure? Where's the outrage? The left said under Trump that if Trump made even one cent, it would justify his removal from office. Well, that's about what Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris would maybe make a little bit more than that for a single book sale. But where, where's the outrage? Oh, no, they say it's debunked. They say it is debunked and that it was a lie. Interesting. It's very interesting. So the New York Post is pulling their page. They pulled their page because the White House, Kamala Harris's camp said it wasn't true. Wasn't true. So it's just, I, I guess it's fact-checked. Fact-checked. Fact-checkers win. They were able to pull the stories, get the stories pulled, remove all the books, most likely, from the backpacks. And so it's a non-story. Forget about the whole emoluments thing. Forget about the graph. Non-story. Forget it. But not a big deal. Well, here is White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, the circle back girl. Here is her commenting on this when she was asked what she thought about Kamala Harris's book being included in Migrant Welcome Packs. We have that. I believe it's the last video, Mr. Producer. Let me, let me just check real quick. Should be a uh, cut six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's play cut six. This is Jen Psaki joking about Kamala's book. Do you know why that is and if she's making any money off of that? Of the president, of the vice the president? president's book, yeah. I'd have to check with our uh, health and human services team. If uh, You're talking about if they go to shelters or if they go to... Yeah, in the welcome kit, apparently, there's a copy of her 2019 children's book, Superheroes Are Everywhere. I'd have to certainly check on that. Here it's a good book. Here it's a good book. She hears it's a good book. Oh, we're going to joke about graft. We're going to joke about self-dealing. Ha, ha, ha. This is, this is the worst kept secret in Washington, D.C. You run for office, you write a book, and you get paid on that book, right? Because it's not just the advance. As I said, political parties, political organizations, one of the ways that they can funnel money into someone's pocket is by buying huge quantities of books. It looks like in this case, one of those organizations bought a lot of Kamala Harris's books, didn't want to just hold on to them, and was giving them to the, the shelters. That's what, that's what we're being told. But it was only one. It was only one. So not only does that line the politicians' pockets because they make royalties, but it also rockets the book up in the rankings so more people think it's popular and they buy it, which again lines the politicians' pockets. It's, it's the worst kept secret in, in, in politics. That that's how politics, that's one of the ways corrupt politicians make their money. Not going to spend too much time on this because the fact checkers have already proclaimed that Kamala Harris is completely innocent. And that she she did absolutely nothing wrong. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But the one we do have, smoking gun proof of. 
And again, I think that Kamala Harris, I think that even if her camp wasn't involved, there were people trying to put her book into these migrant migrant backpacks. I, I believe that. And if there's only one, that's because we caught them early on in the scheme. But with John Kerry, it is absolutely open and shut case. I want you to hit the share button because what we're about to talk about with John Kerry is probably the most solid case against any administration official probably ever for treason. Yeah, I, I on this show, I try to use that word very, very lightly because as we've talked about on the, on the show, it is one of the only crimes. There's only three crimes in the Constitution. You have, you have counterfeiting, you have, I believe, bribery, and then you have treason. Those are the three crimes that are actually in the Constitution because the founding fathers understood that a crime like treason will be weaponized for political purposes. That a politician will use the crime of treason against their opponents. So, Because the founding fathers had just lived that, right? King of England, King of England had labeled them all traitors. So they all were treasonous scum. So they saw what happens when that kind of crime is, uh, I'm sorry, I said bribery. It's not bribery, bribery is piracy. I misspoke. Piracy, counterfeiting, and treason. The founders understood how dangerous it would be if Congress got to change the definition on these laws. So they made treason a crime outlawed, uh, outlined in the Constitution. I'm going to pull it up because I want to read it. We've read it on the show in the past, but uh, I want to read it again for you. Let's put it up. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Um, where? It should be section three. Okay, here we go. Treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court. And that says Congress shall declare, have the power to declare the punishment for treason, but no attainder of treason shall work corruption of blood or for, forfeiture except during the life of the person attained. Attainted, sorry. Again, misspoke. So treason, one of the three crimes in the Constitution, it's either levying war against the United States or giving aid and comfort to the enemy. And you need either open confession or two witnesses saying that it happened. Well, we've long suspected that John Kerry was out there committing treason. We've long suspected it, right? He's been meeting with the Iranians for years. In Paris, specifically, during the Trump administration, there was, <laughs> there was a photo taken. I want to make sure I, I get this right. Open. Uh, it was a photo taken. I hate it when people, when websites lock the photos. Um, there was a photo taken of Kerry in Paris leaving a meeting with Iranian dignitaries. Let's go ahead and put up my screen. This was a photo taken during the Trump administration where John Kerry was meeting in private with at least three Iranian officials and they had at least five guards with them. When the Iranian officials left, they left in diplomatic vehicles with the guards and John Kerry walked away. 
And the reports at the time was that John Kerry was meeting with them and bad-mouthing the Trump administration. So at the time, it was, it was pretty obvious that what he was doing, at the very least, was a violation of the Logan Act. The Logan Act, as we all remember, is that old, old law that has never been su successfully prosecuted, but it's the one they used to go after Michael Flynn, right? They used the Logan Act as the pretext to start investigating Michael Flynn. The Logan Act basically says if you are not in government, it is a crime to negotiate with a foreign country on behalf of the United States government. Only legitimate diplomats can engage in diplomacy on behalf of the United States. If a private citizen does it, it is a crime. Now, it's never been successfully prosecuted because both sides pretty much understand that it runs afoul of First Amendment protections. You have the right to go abroad and to talk to people, right? But that's the law that, that the left used to go after Michael Flynn. So it's, it's kind of talking at both sides of their mouth, right? It's obviously good enough to go after a Trump administration official, but not good enough to go after John Kerry, apparently. When this broke, Marco Rubio was on Fox News, and he had a lot to say about it, specifically about how it was a crime. Let's go ahead and play, Mr. Producer. We're going to go to cut number two. This is Rubio talking about John Kerry's crimes. Senator, what makes you, I think it's inappropriate, it seems, especially because yeah. he has an anti-Trump agenda and he makes it clear on every appearance he makes. But what makes you think it might be breaching, uh, breaching the law? Uh, the words in the law. Uh, there's a thing called the Logan Act that right. kind of took quick notes again this morning to make sure I had read it entirely and appropriately because I wanted to bullet point it for you. And basically what it says in the Logan Act is if there's a U.S. citizen that without the authority of the U.S. government is talking to a foreign government with the intent of influencing the conduct of that government or with the intent to defeat a measure of the U.S. government, the Logan Act makes that illegal. Now, we know for a fact, for example, and that, that Kerry has said himself, he's talked to the foreign minister of Iran three or four times. We've seen reporting that he's been telling, that he's been calling foreign heads of state. And we have seen reporting that he has been talking to foreign heads of state and telling them to wait Trump out when it comes to the Iran deal. So when you apply the things that have been reported in the media that we're told we should always believe, and you apply those facts, according to the media, to what we know the law is, that merits an investigation because this is someone who is operating without the authority of the government. He's not a member of Congress. He's not a senator. And he most certainly has not been deputized by the Trump administration to conduct these talks and try to undermine U.S. policy. Would it be hard to prove intent? You'd have to prove that he was trying to influence them. Well, obviously, you know, I, I don't think that he would necessarily deny it. In fact, it seems like he's been bragging about yeah. it. Um, he thinks he's doing a heroic thing, but he's violating the law if that's what he's doing. So ultimately, this needs to be looked at because not only should there be consequences if he's in fact done it, but the precedent mm. that this sets is disturbing. You cannot here on moving forward have in the future Mike Pompeo, for example, undermining a Democrat's uh, pre Democratic president's foreign policy without authority. So these are the kinds of things that, that need to be dealt with right. because not just right. what happened, but the precedent it sets for the future. Now, keep in mind, he did bring this up last. This was brought up to him last night. And he said, well, listen, Henry Kissinger has met with every world leader for the last two or three decades. What's your answer to that? Well, no one said it's not illegal to meet with, with heads of state from other countries. What is illegal is a concerted effort to use that to undermine the foreign right. policy of the United States. If he So classic Marco Rubio, right? He goes on television. That was a couple years ago. I believe that was 2018, that clip. Classic Marco Rubio going on television, complaining about something, saying that someone should do something about it, but him and the GOP didn't do it. 
right? They didn't drag John Kerry in to testify answer for his crimes. They didn't refer him for prosecution. Classic Rubio. Classic Rubio. Go to my screen. This is the tweet I was mentioning. I was able to pull it up while we were watching that. This is uh, the tweet as it was posted at the time that started this whole thing. So John Kerry just left a meeting at La Avenue in Paris with three Iranians. A friend was sitting next to their table and heard JK blasting real, blasting real Donald Trump. The Iranians had a five-person security detail and left in diplomatic vehicles. Is he Farah registered? Farah registered, important. Other part of this, beyond the Logan Act, there's the Foreign Agent Registration Act. That's what they used to go after Paul Manafort. Remember, Paul Manafort was engaging in... Uh, representing foreign entities like Ukraine and things like that. That was one of the charges that they brought against Paul Manafort, that he was engaging in in not diplomacy, but representing foreign interests without registering as a, a foreign agent, that he's doing work for a foreign agent. So that was one of the charges that they brought against Manafort. But John Kerry can do that, go abroad, and there's no consequence. So back in 2018, Marco Rubio was asked, you have to know the intent, right? And John Kerry denied it. He said, no, it was completely, completely okay. Listen, the Iranians are legitimately our enemy. I, I love the Iranian people. I studied Persian in college. They're fantastic people. But the government of Iran is without a doubt, not only the enemy of the Iranian people, but the, they're the enemy of the United States as well. For John Kerry to be breaking bread with them in secret, in secret, absolutely justified a criminal investigation. It never came. And Donald Trump had an answer for why he didn't think it came at the time. Jumping ahead to cut five, this is John. This is Donald Trump explaining Kerry's crimes. Let's play cut five. Kerry speaks to him a lot. John Kerry. What I'd like to see with Iran, I'd like to see them call me. You know, John Kerry speaks to him a lot. John Kerry tells them not to call. That's a violation of the Logan Act. And frankly, he should be prosecuted on that. But my people don't want to do anything that's... Only the Democrats do that kind of stuff, you know? If it were the opposite way, they'd prosecute him under the Logan Act. But John Kerry violated the Logan Act. He's talking to Iran and has been, has many meetings and many phone calls, and he's telling them what to do. That is a total violation of the Logan Act. Because what they should be doing is their economy is a mess ever since I took away the Iran deal. They have inflation that's the highest number I've ever heard. They're having riots every weekend and during the week even. And what they should be doing is calling me up, sitting down. We can make a deal, a fair deal. We just don't want them to have nuclear weapons. Not too much to ask. And we would help put them back into great shape. They're in bad shape right now. I look forward to today where we can actually help Iran. We're not looking to hurt Iran. I want them to be strong and great and have a great economy. But they're listening to John Kerry, who's violated a very important element of what he's supposed to be doing. He violated the Logan Act, plain and simple. He shouldn't be doing that. But they should call. And if they do, we're open to talk to them. We have no secrets. And they can be very, very strong financially. So Trump was right. Logan Act violation. He didn't mention Farah, but Farah violation at the time would have been a very reasonable thing because, as I just mentioned, the prosecutors within the DOJ, Robert Mueller's group, were going after Trump associates for the same crimes that John Kerry was flagrantly committing in broad daylight, walking down the street in Paris at a coffee shop in Paris. 
so Brian in the Facebook comment section says the problem is he didn't reveal anything classified by the United States. That's not what it requires, which is why I went to great lengths to read the Constitution, because this is not a case where it's illegal. What John Kerry is doing is unconstitutional. Treason is a crime outlined in the Constitution. We can put it up again, put up my screen again. Treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses for the same overt act or on confession in open court. Treason does not require John Kerry to divulge classified information. Treason just requires him to give aid and comfort aid and comfort to the enemy. And whether it's classified or not is still up in the air because just because something appears in the New York Times doesn't mean ex-government officials are free to talk about it because most of the time when things appear in newspapers, on websites, the government denies it if it's classified. They say no comment, we're not commenting on that. Or they just call it fake, but it still remains classified. That's something that the Obama administration loved to do, loved to try and get away with. They, they would claim that, oh, we didn't divulge classified information. We didn't break the law because someone else had already done it. Well, that's not how it works. Not how it works at all. And even if he's not divulging truly classified information, he's still giving aid and comfort to the enemy of the United States, Iran. In this case, as we'll, uh, as we'll go ahead, go to my screen again. Um, Kerry faces calls to step down over leaked Iran tapes. The latest story against John Kerry, going far away from that 2018 thing, but actually not really because this is kind of what he was doing in 2018. It's the claim, according to leaked tapes, the foreign minister of Iran, Zarif, is heard on audio tapes saying that John Kerry informed the Iranians, told him and the Iranians, that Israel had conducted at least 200, more than 200 strikes against Iranian assets in Syria. So John Kerry is overseas meeting at a coffee shop in France with the Iranians. And now we know, according to the Iranians' own tapes, that John Kerry was divulging information about Israeli strikes against Iran. That's not only giving aid and comfort to our enemies, that's giving aid and comfort to the enemies of our allies. Right? That, that's that's anti-Israeli. If, if I was a leftist, I'd say that's anti-Semitic. I'd throw that in there. Anti-Semitic hate crime. It's very obvious. What, what he did was illegal. It's very obvious. It's completely and totally obvious. But no, he's like, oh no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So go back to my screen. That 2018 meeting in Paris I told you about, PolitiFact has been, it's <laughs> a real headline from PolitiFact. John Kerry was in Paris, but did he meet with Iranians? He says no. Oh, there you have it, folks. There you have it. John Kerry says it didn't happen. So PolitiFact runs with the headline, it didn't happen. Even though we have the, vi the picture of him leaving the scene, the people on the record saying, yes, he did this. No, John Kerry says it didn't happen, so it didn't happen. We scroll down and <laughs> we, find, we find the ruling. Yeah, here, here, this is even better. So we also have the pictures of the Iranians entering the building. They have the Iranians entering the same building that John Kerry is walking away from. <laughs> come on come on that's Sarif that's Sarif I'm not even an expert in Iranian officials but that's Sarif oh my god so let's go back to the PolitiFact so is it shadow diplomacy or Twitter incitement scroll down what is their finding 
Oh, they don't even have a finding. They just say, uh, unproven. They say it's an unproven claim put forward by a Republican operative. They're such liars. They're such incredible liars. We've got to take down my screen. It's just the, the, the extent that they'll go to cover up for their own is truly stunning. But yeah, I, I think that that picture was Zarif. Let's make sure. Let's make sure. I don't want to get fact-checked on that. Yeah, that's him. Looks like him. If not, it was someone who looks very, very similar to him. So PolitiFact says, oh, John Kerry did nothing wrong. He said, why? Because he said he did nothing wrong. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna take him at his word. Okay. Well, now we know what he was saying in those meetings. Divulging details about Israeli strikes against Iranian assets. That's treason. Plain and simple. We're running a fax blast today. Link in the description on Facebook. Also a link in the DLive panel. John Kerry needs to be held accountable. So our fax blast today is pushing for four very specific things. And we need your help to compel Congress to do the right thing on this. Our fax blast is asking Congress to do two things. Number one, remove John Kerry from the White House. It's a very simple thing. Pressure, remove John Kerry from the White House. Two, subpoena John Kerry to answer for these crimes. It's something John Kerry has never actually been forced to do. He's been allowed to lie in the media, lie the fact checkers and have the fact checkers cover for him. But he needs to be subpoenaed and forced to answer for this treason. Three, he needs to be referred for prosecution. This is something that Congress has the power to do. They have the power to refer someone for prosecution to the U.S. Attorney's Office. And what's interesting about that is when something gets referred for prosecution, the U.S. Attorney's Office is not supposed to have a say in it. The, the way the law is written, they shall take the case. It's not they may take the case. They shall take the case. And four, if it is revealed that the Biden administration knew about this and covered this up, then they must introduce articles of impeachment. Now you say that, that might be a stretch. How do we know that the White House could be involved in any way, shape, or form? Well, this is Jen Psaki's answer to this question in the press conference the other day. Let's go ahead and play cut number one. Thank you. Sure, go ahead. Thank you, ma'am. Um, I have one question about foreign policy and then another about uh, COVID here. Um, so the first one is, in tapes obtained by the New York Times, Iran's foreign minister says that former Secretary of State John Kerry informed him that Israel attacked Iranian interests at least 200 times. Um, you know, as the Secretary has shifted roles, uh, he still continues to represent the United States on a world stage. Does the President have any comment or reaction to Kerry telling the Iranians um, about covert military action on the part of Israel? We're not going to comment on leaked tapes. Okay. <laughs> Imagine if Donald Trump and his administration could just get away with that. Like the pressure stopped. The pressure from the media just stopped. Long question. What do you what do you think about John Kerry's treasonous behavior? Jen Sackett just says, we're not gonna comment on leaked tapes. Imagine if Donald Trump's administration did that. The media wouldn't give them a pass, wouldn't let them get away with that answer. The whole entire press corps would rise up against whoever was, whether it be Kaylee or whether it be uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, whoever it was, they would have risen up against them and made the next hour of their life a living hell until they actually answered the question. But with the Biden administration saying, oh, we're not going to comment on leaked tapes. The question is, what do you think about the fact that the climate envoy, 
one of the top advisors to the United States president, is now implicated in treason. We're not going to comment on leaked tapes. The Iranians, though, are commenting on the leaked tapes, and they are very, very pissed. Because as far as they're concerned, that leak was criminal. And they didn't want the world to know that John Kerry has been advising them behind the scenes in a form of shadow diplomacy, committing treason. They like to keep their spies under wraps. They don't want the, they don't want to burn their asset. He'll never meet with them again. They're pissed. He's been allowed in broad daylight, walking down the street in Paris. He's been allowed in broad daylight to meet with Iranian agents. And the whole world saw it. He was photographed leaving. They were photographed entering. And he was able to get away with it. So they were, they were happy. Oh, wow, we have, we have a spy. We have, a, we have someone working on our behalf high up in the American government. They're pissed that their asset got burned. So while Jen Psaki is saying, we don't comment on leaked tapes, here is what the Iranians are doing. They're trying to find out who leaked it, and they're trying to prosecute them. And, and just, just for your own knowledge, when they say we want to like have an investigation, they want to like execute whoever did this. This isn't a slap on the wrist crime over there. This is execution. This is a serious deal. So here's a little bit of the Iranian, um, the Iranian press conference. I'm sorry to the audio listeners. It is in Farsi, but for everyone watching the video, there are subtitles. So let's go ahead and play this. This is cut number three. <laughs> این روایش اسناد به اعتقاد ما توطئه است علیه دولت نظام انسجام داخلی نهادهای کارآمد و سرفراز ما so they're, they're going after him basically they're saying this was a theft of documents of government materials audio tapes and it goes against the government in interests domestic interests and foreign interests so the Iranians are commenting on the leaked tapes. They're saying, yeah, these tapes are real and we're going to find whoever did this and we're going to we're going to go after them." But Biden, who's now employing this guy as his climate envoy, whatever that means, is saying, oh, we do not comment on leaked tapes. The whole thing's a sham. The whole thing is a sham. Here's Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, head of the GOP in the House, stern, stern words. He's mad. Stern words for Joe Biden. Stern words for John Kerry. Here's what he had to say. Let's go ahead and play that clip. That's cut number four. These are very serious allegations. And knowing the position that he holds in government and the position that he did hold, yes, it should be investigated. Knowing if these are true, I think it should go beyond if him just resigning. Oh, this is, this is really, this is a big deal. This is, this is really, really, he, this is the most powerful Republican in the House of Representatives. He has the ability on his own to force a vote on anything, right? In the House of Representatives, usually Nancy Pelosi has sole authority to decide what does and does not get a floor vote, a full vote. If she wants it, she can do it. If she doesn't want to reach the floor, she can block it. Now, there are ways around it. You can use a discharge petition to get around Pelosi. But the other way is to have a privileged resolution, which only three people, well, not really, because Pelosi can just do that on her own, but only two people can do a privileged resolution. That's the House Majority Leader, Steny Hoyer, Hoyer and the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy. 
Kevin McCarthy can put pen to paper, write whatever he wants in that paper, and he can force the United States House of Representatives to have an up or down vote on it. He can do that. That's his prerogative. But we're not, he's not doing that. He said, oh, this is very, very serious. This is very, very serious. It's shameful. It's shameful. Go, back, go ahead to my screen. This, is, uh, this headline is GOP tears into Kerry amid Iran controversy. And it does, it does mention like Dan Sullivan, Alaska, who had a, a pretty fiery floor speech of the Senate. We mentioned that in our, in our facts blast today. When you scroll down, you get to Lindsey Graham. Here's what Lindsey Graham had to say. Here's what the article says. Lindsey Graham appeared to defend Kerry, urging caution about Zarif's reliability. Quote, I don't know if we should trust that tape or not. If it's true, it's very damaging, Graham said. Quote, I like Kerry, but that would not be helpful. And it would be very problematic if it were true. But let's wait and see how authentic this is. Let's keep going with Mitt Romney. It's very troubling. And there needs to be full transparency to understand exactly what was done by whom and for what purpose. And an accounting of what occurred, said Senator Mitt Romney, a member of the Foreign Relations Committee. We have one recording by an Iranian official, but this is something that has to be evaluated and looked into. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Lindsey Graham is defending the guy. We have treason. He's, he's committing treason. And Lindsey Graham's over here saying very problematic. I like John Kerry, but this is very problematic. This is how you know we have a uniparty. This is how you know we have a uniparty. When the left was demanding the special prosecutor, Lindsey Graham came forward and, and introduced legislation to protect Mueller from being fired. Mueller was never going to be fired, but Lindsey Graham wanted to let Mueller keep doing his job. And by doing his job, I mean trying to take down Trump from the inside. Right. So the left works together with GOP to take down Trump. But when you actually have treasonous behavior in the White House, Lindsey Graham says, I don't know if we should trust the tape or not. We just played a clip from an Iranian press conference where they're pissed. They're they're hunting down whoever leaked it and they, they pretty much want to put him to death. They're, they're treating this like it's an act of of sabotage. Like, like like the biggest kept secret just got leaked. And they want to punish who did it. Whereas here, we're like, oh, it's just one tape. Here's the thing, though. As I said, with the definition of treason in Article 3, Section 3 of the Constitution, in order to be prosecuted, in order to be convicted, sorry, in order to be convicted of treason, you have to either like take arms, take up arms against the United States or give aid and comfort to the enemy. And you need either a confession, which John Kerry won't do. He's denying it. Or you need two witnesses. We have an audio tape of one witness. Now, will we ever get Zarif into United States court? I doubt it. I doubt it. But we have never been this close to having all of the pieces to actually convict someone of treason. Listen, John Kerry's not just someone, right? He's married to the heiress of the Heinz ketchup fortune. That's a big deal. Former senator, failed presidential candidate, former secretary of state, and now current presidential climate envoy, and apparently also mask policy violator on airlines. Remember that? Took off the mask so he didn't do it, even though it was tapes. That's, that's John Kerry's thing. You get him on tape doing something wrong, and he just says, oh, that didn't happen. Right? I'm going to pull it. John Kerry took off his mask on a flight. Took off his mask. He was photographed doing it. He's like, oh, that didn't happen. 
Said, oh, I was in the process of drinking. Remember that? Oh, this is a bad picture. Hold on. Let me find a better one. He was in the process of drinking. He said, oh, no. That didn't happen. Okay, go ahead. Put up my screen. <laughs> Here he is. On board an airline. No mask. In the process of drinking. I doubt that he's in the process of reading. I don't see a cup in his hand. I don't see a Nutrigrain bar in his hand. There are small children who have been kicked off of planes for far worse than that. There have been small children. We talked about this. Small children who were just eating yogurt. Breastfeeding. Just think about that. Breastfeeding. Asked to leave because you're not masked while the kid's breastfeeding. It's incredible. He's like, oh, no, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. John Kerry, we have you on tape right here. Photograph. You did it. You took your mask off. Notice how he hasn't been banned from airlines. He's continuing to fly around the world to push his green agenda. But no, if you're an, if you're a conservative, like that that one state senator from Alaska, she got permanently banned on Alaska Air for for wanting to talk about any, a medical exemption for their mask requirement. They said nope, banned. John Kerry can keep jet setting around the world. No mask. No mask. We'll get to in a bit the new CDC guidelines about mask wearing. Interestingly enough, they do not allow that. <laughs> so they have him on tape doing that. They have him walking down the street in France. In France after a meeting. He's like, oh, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Now they have him on audio. Not him on audio, but they have the other guy he was meeting with on audio saying, yeah, he told me about Israeli military operations against our forces in Syria. And he's like, oh, no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. This guy thinks he's untouchable. He thinks, and, and based on the fact that the GOP won't touch him, based on the fact that Democrats won't touch him, it seems like he is untouchable. It seems like he's reached that status where he's just better than all of us. Failed presidential candidate. Apparently that just makes him better than all of us. He can, he can violate the Logan Act. He can fail to register as a foreign agent and illegally conduct um, like PR operations abroad for, for our enemies. He can meet in secret with our enemies and, and help counsel them on how to avoid American sanctions. He can meet in secret with our enemies and divulge military intel from our closest ally who is at war with them. And he can do that. And none of it happened. And then he can be on the audio tape. But none of it happened. Again, folks, we are running a fax blast today because enough is enough for this guy. Enough is enough. At some point, he deserves what's coming to him. And that is very simple. Kick his ass out of the White House, subpoena him, and force him to answer for his crimes, refer him for prosecution, and when the White House is found to have been covering this up, which we know they were, when they're found to have been covering this up, articles of impeachment. Because for all of the fake scandals, the fake crimes that were attributed to Donald Trump administration, this is actual treason. This is actual treason. And, and that's not even using the politicized definition that get politicians use to try and go after their opponents. This is using the constitutional definition. He was at that cafe giving aid and comfort to enemies of this country. And in order to convict him, we need two witnesses and we already have one audio tape. So yes, there should be a trial. Yes, there should be subpoenas. Yes, there should be prosecution. And it's up to all of us to force it because the GOP, as I just said, GOP is not going to do it. Lindsey Graham says, I like 
John Kerry. But but what he did would not be helpful. Treason. Treason. He committed treason. And Lindsey Graham saying that's not helpful. It's problematic. If it's true, problematic. This is the GOP. This is the GOP for you. Rick Scott at least is saying, hey, we, we should revoke John Kerry's access to classified information. You think? Yes, we should revoke his access to classified information. The fact that he's not even Senate confirmed, yes, he should have his access to classified information revoked. Remember when they were putting up a stink about Jared Kushner, about how he couldn't get a security clearance? And we actually look into it. It was all of these far-fetched conspiracy theories. Oh, well, he is, he is, uh, he is friendly with foreigners. Like he, he, he might talk too much. Here, John Kerry is photographed leaving a secret shadow diplomacy meeting and he has his security clearance intact no problem this is the problem folks i don't the whole fbi is not rotten that's true i think most of it is and i think without a doubt the people in positions of power who can actually make prosecutorial decisions they are without a doubt compromised I mean, even when Donald Trump appointed Republicans or conservatives conservatives to high up positions in the FBI, they still refused to do anything. Like we've been hearing now that that it was uh, Bill Barr who who pumped the brakes and stopped Donald Trump from declassifying information about Spygate. It was Bill Barr. So even when you have a Republican appointed head of the DOJ, they still are just deep state, deep state. Uh, Traitors, right? <laughs> as long as John Kerry walks free, we do not have a justice system in this country. Say it again. He has committed treason. He has violated the Logan Act. He has violated the Foreign Agent Registration Act. And that's just off of one meeting. How many other meetings do you think this guy got? He's like, oh, well, well other other government officials have long met with foreign dignitaries. Yes, but they haven't been trying to undermine the United States of America while they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as he walks free, there is no justice in this country. There can never be justice in this country until John Kerry is prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But Joe Biden won't even fire him. They won't even respond to a question at the press conference. We don't discuss leaked tapes. Remember when, John, remember when Joe Biden said, anyone who is even a little disrespectful, I will fire them on the spot. Well, I, I think we all thought that things worse than just being disrespectful would also get you fired. But apparently treason doesn't. Apparently you can misgender someone. That's a fireable offense. Committing treason, an act of war against the United States by giving aid and comfort to our enemies, apparently not a fireable offense. Right? <laughs> the whole thing's a joke. The whole thing's a joke. And, and you're wondering, why, 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 do people, why are people laughing at the United States? Why is the world laughing at us? Because we're a joke. We're, this administration is a joke. But keeps going. Spinning round and round and round. I, I, I don't want to have dead air. It's just, it's so hard to comprehend what's going on here. Because I'm, I'm not a prosecutor. And I just, in this hour, laid out the case to prosecute John Kerry for three crimes, one of which has a death penalty associated with it. Yes, treason, death penalty offense. 
I could just do this in less than an hour. But, oh, the FBI, we just don't, there's no case. No case, he has the right to do it. It's free speech, free speech, free speech. And, and it has nothing to do with whether or not the information is classified. You do not need there to be, like, if it was classified, then there's that other, remember, that, then there's the other crime that Hillary Clinton was being investigated for, which is mishandling classified information. That's another one, if, if anything he said was classified. Well, no, 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 no crime. No crime here at all. Absolutely incredible. So I don't think we're going to go two hours because we're going to do the second hour on Kamala Harris. But the fact checkers of the world have said that that's not true anymore. So we covered that for a little bit at the beginning. So in between when we planned this show and when we went to air, fact checkers basically said we can't talk about it. But yeah, no, they're trying to claim that there was only one Kamala Harris book given to migrant children and that the 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 picture it was photographed by Reuters. It wasn't even like a right wing hit hit job. So Reuters photographer taking a picture of what the welcome packs look like included a book. Oh no, but it was just one, just the one, just the one. Pay no attention. It was just the one. So we're probably going to end this show at an hour for today. Joe's out sick. Some people claim in the comment section that we're fighting it. We're arguing. No, he's just, he's sick. I had really bad cough, really bad allergies, migraines on Fridays. Friday, I was sick. Today, he's sick. There's no protracted fight going on. Just sick. And that's completely the truth. But before we go, we I want to discuss this because the census came out yesterday and really interesting developments on that. Probably not enough to do a full hour on it, but I want to touch on it before we go off the air today. Go ahead and uh, Mr. Brewster, put up image number one. This is what, it, what the, the census has resulted in as far as um, congressional seats. So California will lose one congressional seat. Illinois will lose one. Michigan will lose one. Ohio will lose one. West Virginia will lose one. Pennsylvania will lose one. And New York will lose one. Gaining, you have Oregon gaining one. Montana gains one. Colorado gains one. Texas gains two. Wow. North Carolina gains one. Florida gains one. So GOP gains. Go ahead, put that back up one more time. GOP gains. I believe this comes out to a net plus three for GOP. Yeah, let's see. Uh, California loses one, but Oregon, that, that wipes it out. Colorado and Illinois kind of wipes it out. So you have Michigan, New York, and Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Republicans plus three. So what does that mean? That means that there will now be more Republican seats added to the United States House of Representatives and the Electoral College will now have more delegates for Republican-leaning and solidly Republican states. Why is that important? Well, California is a given. You look at California, Illinois, and New York. They are givens for Democrats. Republicans will not win those states. There's too many Democrats. The, the political machines, the Democrat political machines in those states are too powerful. They just have, a, they have an unlock. Now, maybe Newsom gets recalled. That'd be great. But in terms of congressional, uh, in terms of like Senate races, presidential races, California, Illinois, New York, at least in, for the time being, will go blue. What this means is that when they go blue, the next presidential election, they will be worth three fewer electoral college delegates. When a Republican wins Montana, it will now be worth one more congressional delegate. When the Republican wins Texas, it'll be worth two more. So 
remember we were doing at the time of the election, we were doing all these hypotheticals and how it could actually end up a tie, right? It could end up a tie or Donald Trump wins by a couple, Joe Biden wins by a couple. What this means, and obviously we lose one in, in West Virginia and, and Ohio. That's, that's, terrifying. that's terrible, right? But given this map, if, if this was in place this last year, this last election, Joe Biden would have had fewer electoral college votes. So it, it, this, is a, this is a definitely good development for Republicans in terms of the electoral college, in terms of taking back the House of Representatives, very good. Because when you look at Florida and Texas in particular, obviously Montana, Montana, Montana will not create a new congressional district that goes to a Democrat. It just won't happen. North Carolina, maybe, but, but probably not. When you look at Texas and Florida, though, Texas and Florida, they have solidly Republican-controlled le- legislatures and Republican governors. So they get to r- draw the new congressional district. They get to do it. And yeah, what's it called? It's called gerrymandering. But face it, folks, the Democrats do this too. The Democrats only care about gerrymandering when it's going to hurt them. They don't care when you look at New York and you see that there's a congressional uh, uh, representative who who represents one part of New York, and then the district is actually drawn to include the road on the bridge to connect another part of New York City, right? They draw the, the craziest district maps, the Democrats do, but they don't care. The minute Republicans do it, oh, that's, that's criminal. That's criminal. So there will be two more Republican uh, congressmen in Texas. There will be one more in Florida, one more in Montana, most likely one more in North Carolina, but that could change. So this is huge news. This is huge, huge news. And of course, the left is, is, cl- is claiming that they were cheated. And here is, if you want to see, if you want to see a story that will warm your heart, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is from New York Magazine. New York will lose a seat in Congress because 89 people didn't fill out their census forms. Yes, that is right. We just showed you that map. New York is losing one congressional seat due to the census. If every other state stayed the same and 89 extra people had filled out the census in New York, New York would not be losing a congressional seat. So if you want to, if I want to end this with a feel good, the Democrats will lose one seat in Congress because 89 people didn't fill out a form and they will lose that seat at the very least for the next 10 years. If that's not a feel good story for you, I don't know what is. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the conservative daily podcast shorter today. We were going to do a second hour, but the fact checkers got to us before we could go live. No bother. We talked about in the beginning. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully Joe is better and we can do a full two hour show tomorrow. But until then, make sure that you sign up for the audio version of the podcast if you haven't already. That's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. If you have an iPhone, iPad, MacBook, I cannot stress it enough. Please do leave us a five-star review if you haven't already. The link is in the description. We're also, as I said, running a fax blast to finally get John Kerry held accountable. Please do participate in that because as of right now, the GOP wants to let it go. So make sure you participate in that. We go live Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern. That's live on Facebook. So make sure you like and follow our Facebook page. We are on YouTube. Oh, before I go, funny story about YouTube. I won our suspension. So the two-week suspension that we've already served um, more than a week of, like it was like we, we already served like 10 days of it. We were about to get our YouTube back. I won the suspension. Then they hit us with another one. So like, oh, congratulations on winning your suspension. Your, your, your ban is lifted. Oh, but sorry, we just hit you for another one. So 
I don't think there's a place for us on YouTube. They're just going to keep doing this. Um, but if you want to follow us on YouTube, feel free to. On DLive, make sure you follow us and subscribe. And on Twitch, until the Twitch overlords realize that we are live on Twitch, I guess, follow us there. <laughs> but as soon as they figure out what we're doing, they're probably ban us too. And of course, we are on conservative-daily.com. Make sure that you sign up for, uh, you log in. That's how you can comment. We didn't have a ton of comments today. We had a lot of viewers. Um, it, you need to log in in order to comment. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Joe is out sick, but he should be back tomorrow. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.